0: welcome to the new life podcast so today i'm here with tyler and we have a special guest which is steph hey steph
1: hi guys how are you thank you for having me
0: stephanie penafil
1: yes I got it. You got it right. Let's go.
0: From Peach House <laughs> From Peach House Fitness. Fitness.
1: Yes.
2: Yes. So welcome to the New Life Podcast. Thank you. Our second guest on the on the show. So um, tell us a little bit about yourself and uh, what you do.
1: Um, I own Peach House Fitness, which is an all women's personal training facility. Um, today is actually our two year anniversary. Which, Congratulations. Um, thank you. Thank you. Um, I'm a mom of two kids. I have a daughter that's 12 and a son that's three um and yeah i just i'm 31 just turned 31 jesus christ i was just talking about how that is insane to me because it doesn't feel like it but
0: you lose track after 30. you do
1: after 25 i feel like it's just changes i feel like completely like a different person
2: <laughs> that's crazy yeah, you live through different seasons of life. Yeah, for sure. You kind of live as a different person at each like decade, yeah. almost, which is
0: awesome. Get ready, Tyler. <sighs> I look younger because I eat Kenny's meals. There's a plug.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I look younger because I don't know. You I work out, out and I have house great, house fit, yeah. Yes. I work and you out. have that Spanish skin. Yeah, thank you. I take care of myself. I try my best.
2: Yes. So today, the topic of today's episode is broadly how to be an alpha and what i mean by that is how to be an alpha person a leader um someone who gets shit done and um makes their life better every single day and uh someone who leads by example as well a strong person
1: yeah so i was just telling kenny right before this like i think uh being an alpha is more of a mentality it's not really something physical right um I feel like there's a really bad, bad uh, stigma behind being an alpha, especially for females, I think. Mm. Um, being an alpha female in your home, obviously. or, But I don't see it that way. I see it as like, you know, being a leader, having the initiative of taking over in certain situations and in certain areas of your life. You know, you can be an alpha. You can lead the way for others that... Right.
2: And being a business owner as well as a mother, right?
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: So it's your two-year anniversary. Tell us how it all started.
1: Um, It all started with a friend of mine that I um, started working out with that was training me, which is David Milligan. He works at Nonstop. We started training, and it literally took over. It was right when social media was kind of, like, taking off, and I just started posting my journey on Instagram, and I was, like, two years in, And I just started getting a lot of questions and, you know, can you help me? Can you, you know, do this? Can I can should I do that? Like, because I was just constantly posting my whole journey. And then from there, really, he gave me the opportunity to work at his facility. And at the time that he offered it to me, I was working three jobs and I was beating myself up for sure. And I was like, why the hell not? You know, let me just do it. And from there, it really took off and the pandemic hit and I had to figure out how to really change up the game. So I started virtually teaching classes on Zoom. And before I knew it, I had over like 40 people mm-hmm. just joining me on Zoom.
2: So your business didn't really hinder at all from the pandemic or it did better? Or it, stayed it, the did same? O-
1: it did so much better. That's awesome. And then as soon as like, I guess. Well, because,
0: because you figure it out a way to to do it. You know? Yeah. Yeah, you turn turn a negative into a positive. Reactive. Yeah,
1: for sure. And, and a,
2: any bad uh season, right? There's always opportunity. Yeah. For any sure. with anything negative, there's always some opportunity underlying so. Yeah. It's awesome.
1: Yeah, and then I I I opened I like put together a like a training space in my in my mom's garage, which was like 650 square feet. I turned that into like a personal training little studio. And from there, we've had like a lot of hiccups through the road. Like, I got shut down by yeah. freaking Hamilton Township because you couldn't have a business in your home and residential area. And it that was just a push from God, to be honest with you, like, to just open up the place that I had on South Olden. And from there, it just grew, like, so rapidly. Yeah, and you moved again. And I moved again within the next year after that of signing my lease. I, I moved again, which is now our new location in Bordentown. So it's been... An amazing journey but it's been a roller coaster ride to say the least
2: that's crazy yoga yeah. 9 a.m every sunday to say
1: sunday 9 a.m yeah
2: so yeah that is awesome and how long have you been in the new space now
1: we are going on five months of being there we're going on five months which wow, is crazy flies. yeah i was just
2: thinking five months yeah i feel like that was last month we like i met. know i know that's i crazy.
1: i mean i we opened our doors in august and yeah it's been crazy
0: Yeah, I was there yesterday for the first time. Beautiful space.
1: Thank you. Thank you. And I still have like, I feel like I still have so much to do.
0: There's so many nice rooms in there.
1: Yeah. Kind of gave me some great ideas. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I'm glad you mentioned that. So it's always, I feel like it's always going to feel like there's so much to do. Yeah. And then once you keep checking things off the list, there's just more and more and more. Yeah. And that's, well, that's a pro and a con, I guess, when it comes to being a business owner. Or, or, or being an entrepreneur and wanting to strive for more is there's always going to be more because the sky's the limit. And like, where, where do you stop? Where do you, you know what I mean? Yeah.
1: I think we had this conversation before where I said, like, I, I listened to a podcast one time that said, you know, each, each level that you go up, it feels like. You have to not only do the work that you were once doing, but you have to do more to sustain that that new level that you go up on. Right. So and that's how I feel at this moment. You know, like I feel like mm. I have to do all this work plus a little bit more to just sustain me to be there. But if I want to go to level two, then I have to there has to be some change. There has to be some something that I have to.
2: Yeah. And when you're at the first do. couple levels, <clears throat> you always feel like the higher you go, the easier it'll be. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. Um, it's equal amount of work, in my
0: opinion. Or more. Or yeah, more. or more, or more. And I mean, that that's an important part of being an alpha and being a leader. It's once you reach the next level, you have to have the capacity to pinpoint what are the next steps that you have to take. What can you improve in the business? How can you expand? How can you deliver a better product to your customer? So for example, with you, let's say, just an example. Well, I'll tell you a change I just made. So now I have more options every week and depending on what your goal is, we have specific meals that will help you with that. And I integrated a calorie calculator where let's say six months, if you told me to do that, I would have probably said, Oh, it's probably not necessary. But you know, as you grow, you start understanding what are the steps you have to take to grow your business and to to better your business and not not be complacent about what you have
1: yeah not being complacent is a big one not being complacent is huge because that's where it really matters you know if you are going to make a difference or not you know because we can all stay complacent and it just could keep rolling until someone else comes in and does it better than you yes. and knocks you right off you know and that's the hard thing
0: yeah and especially if once you did all the hard work and another person comes in and sees how you operate, they don't have to take all those steps because you already did it. So if you don't say, I think that competition, I love competition and I'm very competitive. So if I know there's competition, it makes me work harder. It makes me over deliver. It just, it makes me a monster. It makes me an alpha.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: yeah there's some science behind that like there's a reason that they put Walgreens and CVS so close to each other all the time like you always see one and then a couple hundred feet down the road you see another and it's like what and I forget the reason why but I was hoping you might
0: know well I think we spoke about this so in 2021 I had a good year for Kenny's meals so towards the end of the year I got a little too comfortable because the business was growing you know, so I started laying back a little. Became more complacent. Yeah, and then I, I I heard the podcast on Andrew Huberman. It was dope dopamine and and mindset or something like that. And he mentioned that you have to envision not being able to do what you want because it's like you're you're fore, foreseeing what can come. So you might take steps that some people say, Oh, you know, just dream success and it's going to come. I do believe in that, but you also have to understand that it could not work. And if you have that in your mind, it's going to make you put some systems in place to maybe help your business grow or, or, or be more reactive to to a bad situation or something. Yeah.
2: If you need a sense of motivation, then you should definitely picture your failure, not your success. Yes. I agree. If you're just
0: constantly like, Oh,
2: I want this. I want this. I want this." Your your just the thought of you thinking about it is releasing chemicals in your brain that satisfy you. Yeah. So even talking to your friends about a big idea you have or or a new habit you're implementing into your life, just the mere talking about it before you actually actually implement it, you're going to get some satisfaction out of that and it'll cause you to not want to do it even more. Correct. So picture your failure, that pain of not succeeding, not reaching that goal or you know, not you know, falling into a certain rut of your life um, picture the failure and how how many people, you know, you're disappointing, including yourself. And then that should motivate you or will motivate you much more than picturing your success. Yes.
1: Yeah. I think that what has led me to as much success as I have now is the fact that I've never given myself a plan B. Like there has been no plan B for me. Like I have stuck to my, my original plan that what I wanted to do, and even though like it's taken its different routes, right? But I've never given myself an option of of quitting, you know. It, there was never like, well, if this doesn't work out, I could probably do that if it didn't work out, you know, because that's almost giving the the what if chance of it not right. going through. So yeah. for me, it's always been there has been no plan B. I will find whatever route I have to take to make this work, you
2: know.
0: Hundred percent. I feel the same way with my my career, and that's a great <laughs> mindset yeah. because when you say what if you're kind of like programming yourself already to expect it not working which mm-hmm. is different from you imagining not being able to do something and working harder in order to achieve it yeah. so when when you look at it that way i feel like you just you work harder you know
1: yeah to obtain goals there's always has to be continued you know goals to follow
2: and in terms of well in terms of working out and I guess other areas of life as well too. Once you, like working out takes a little longer. So people always give up a couple of weeks in, but once you feel the progress of it or a new habit you implement, and once you feel that progress and you feel like you're actually starting to enjoy it more when you do it, that's where the magic happens. And that's what, where you keep going. And certain things like, like running a business or starting a business, it takes time until you actually start seeing progress yeah. or working on your own body, for example.
0: Yeah, so what difficulties have you encountered being a female business owner a woman especially in a business where I think most trainers are men
1: yeah yeah um honestly
0: and and I have a second question to that part too what are the benefits of having a only women's gym which I think is great
1: so so for me I at the beginning, I was so skeptical. I sat on the fence about it for for a long time um, when I was teaching on Zoom, especially. It was a thought, you know, when I was putting all of my, like, I guess, thoughts together on how I was going to deliver opening up the, even putting the name together, like Peach House.
0: I think it's great, by the way. You know?
1: <laughs> Thank you. Where
0: does Peach come from? A booty?
1: Yeah, of course. It It all has to do with the emoji. It all has to do with the emoji, but... Um I like peaches. <laughs> I think we all do.
0: <laughs> the fruit.
1: Yeah, duh. Yeah, duh. Um Yeah, no. So it it really all just started, you know, even from coming putting the name together. Like I was like, shit. Like this is very narrow towards women, you know? And just because my clientele when I was at Nonstop, it was very Like all women oriented. What about
2: on Zoom? Was it all women?
1: It was all women. Yeah,
2: I mean, it makes sense. I feel like it works really well.
1: Yeah, it was all women. And then I sat down with a friend of mine, and we had a conversation where she was like, "Why do something different when your niche is this? You know, when your niche is you you know, it's all women based. You're tapping into a whole other another thing where most women feel super intimidated." Uh They don't, either they don't look for a trainer right. because they are males or they're so intimidated that they don't even want to walk into the gym. You know, So it really took over from there the fact that I was building not just a facility for women, it was for women that were like...
0: Like a shelter for them.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And a community. A really, it's become a community because most of the girls now that are in our facility are like all friends. They're all, everybody knows each other by their yeah. first name. You know, you walk in, they know, hey, like, how was your day at work? You know what I mean? Like, it's it's become much more than just that's working out. Group. Yeah. It's and, been a support group. And
0: I that's why I asked because I felt that yesterday. I mean, everyone was getting along. They were all talking. They were all having a good time, which is cool to be able to work out and do it with... It's like having 10 gym partners, you know?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, and it's true. Like, people... We'll celebrate each other's wins, you know. Like even if it means you know, you're if if it's just me, let's say, and one of my clients, and they hit a PR, like everybody will literally stop and and look because it's just that impactful, you know what I mean? And that that's what keeps the motivation going. So really, it's it hasn't been a like I haven't it hasn't been a trial for me to be at All Women's Gym. It's been a true blessing because I've been able to really hit a whole different group of people not women that already kind of know what they're doing in the gym but women that are afraid to even tap into their whole health and fitness and how crucial it is like for a woman to be healthy you know what I mean like you are implementing that into your children's lives and for your future and stuff like that so it's like tapping into that whole other group of people was a a true blessing for me
0: yeah and and that's a good point mentioning that fitness and health, it's a, a life, lifetime journey. It's funny because one of my customers called me yesterday to to get back on the meals. Last year, I used to still do some orders like manually. Now I don't, you know, it's too busy. And I mentioned to him because I remember from last year, he did it for like two or three months. And he gained a, a ton of weight again. So I told him I said, Listen, even if you if you do my meals for three months and after you stop, try to eat healthy because you just sacrificed for three months, you lost the weight, you feel amazing, and then you go back to just eating garbage, not working out, and you know, you're 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 doing this cycle over and over. So it it has to be a, a lifestyle, like a, a lifetime.
1: Yeah. And that's what happens. Sorry. sorry. No, you're good. That's what happens a lot. Like the group of people that I work with, you know, are women. So for us women, our life is a, it really is like a yo-yo effect, really. You know, like some days if it's a good, great year, you know, and you're not like juggling 20,000 things because a lot of the time women put other people before them, you know, it's like your health takes the last, even yourself takes the last, you know, place in that. And it's like a lot of the women have yo-yoed throughout their whole entire lives that come into our doors. They have they have a bad stigma of working out because they have never been able to hit a goal. They've never been able to, you know, feel confident or empowered in a place where most men are dominating and, you know, in the gym. You know, so you, they feel like that's not where they belong. So just building a place like that where most women you know, where women come come in and feel, you know, like they belong there has been the greatest thing for me, at least.
2: Yeah, that's huge. I think it's awesome that you're tapping into that and like really helping people with those, those mindsets or that grew up with that certain belief or that stigma that affects them now or their whole lives. And you're kind of getting people out of that. You're breaking that mold. And just to relate it to all people, you know, a lot of people struggle with that, even men. And I remember when I was super skinny, I didn't want to go to the gym right away because I didn't feel like I belonged there. I didn't know what I was doing. And that was one of the, you know, that what got me into the gym is just breaking through that and just committing and just going every day, fitting into the routine and just like, you know, hoodie on, don't talk to no one, just literally you, you're the only one there and just, you know, block everyone out. And I just think it's, you, you find a new part of yourself and it's something to be passionate about. And then once you start seeing that progress, it's just, it changes your whole life. Mm-hmm. And, and as we, you guys were saying before, like you said, you pass it down to your kids. Like health and fitness is something that we need to pass down to the next generations. And it actually has been, right? If we look at our parents and then us now, it's much more well accepted nowadays. A lot of people are there for each other and we're all here to live healthy, happy lives. At least most of us, at least I hope so. Yeah. So it's just a great, mindset. And that's why I started my business. You know, I I want, I want to break that, those limiting beliefs that a lot of people have about the gym or even just a specific fad diet, right? Or a specific thing that Big Pharma told us or Kellogg's, right? Yeah, because so.
1: I work a lot with women that work with dietitians and like just women following their hunger cues. You know, a lot of women have suppressed that because they think that not eating is the best way to obviously like mm-hmm. lose weight. So it's like a lot of them don't even know anymore, like when they're hungry, you know, or when when they're satisfied or when they should stop eating. And, you know, I, I sat down with a dietitian about three months ago with a couple clients that I had. And um, she was telling them that the same way that you train your body, you know, like progressively overloading and things like that. It's the same way that you should be training your stomach. You know, you should be smelling your food and prepare, yeah. you know, like the preparation of of eating it's just, it's so crucial because your stomach is prepared to digest. If not, you're just, it's like it's like going into the gym and benching, you know, 45s like right off the rip. <laughs> you know, it doesn't work yeah. that way.
0: Which, which is why your your mouth gets watery when you smell food. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and you, I think
2: I should highlight too, like a good example of this is, is when you cook a meal, I feel like it's not only healthier because less preservatives and whatever else a random restaurant could put in it, you know, less sugars and things like that. But you are, you know, food, eating a meal is one of our most ancient rituals as human beings. So like the preparation of the food, right? They used to go out and hunt and then, you know, prepare a big feast. Us cooking our own food is very important. I feel like, um, not only for that, for that healthier, you know, ingredients or whatever nutrition facts, but you're preparing your body, you're preparing your mind and you're earning it essentially. And, uh, Yeah. And instead of going to a fast food restaurant on the corner every single night getting takeout, you know, it spikes your dopamine like crazy. It's less healthy, a lot more preservatives. And you're just getting that instant satisfaction.
1: Yeah. Thank God for Kenny's meals.
0: Yeah. And those, uh, yeah, fast food has all the hidden sugars and all that is. Because it makes you want to come back and get it again. Yeah. And it's crazy. I just learned that there's sugars that are not sweet that are in processed foods where you don't taste the sweetness but your brain does and because it's it's still like releasing that dopamine exactly. in your gut it's like exactly i feel like
1: it. when we went to upw i learned so much from you about meal prepping and just like yeah. us sitting there in the kitchen oh yeah because cool you on. even looked at the you even looked at the freaking oil the spray that we were putting yeah. in on it i would i've never i had never done that before
0: yeah and you were I, like you, look you at and the andrew ingredients. at the grocery store man <laughs> we were there came home with so much food yeah it was, that was a cool thing. I spent a, a ton of money making the meals, eating them in the car, having cool conversations.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great conversation. I kind of wanted to see, like, what's your guys' intake on being alphas? Do you guys feel like you're alphas or are you betas or what? Like, what?
0: <laughs> I'm an omega, actually.
1: Oh, okay. No, Explain. Gonna, no. Can
2: you go first?
0: Uh, yes, I am. I mean, I. I think I'm a nice alpha where I like to work hard. Hold on. I, oh, okay. I like to I like to get shit done. And I'm nice, but I don't I don't take shit from people. So so what does being an alpha mean though? To me being an alpha means just being a strong person, knowing how to deal with issues, not not giving up, not being not not being a crybaby if you want to say it that way, you know? like if you encounter an issue, personal business, whatever it is, take a minute, breathe and think think about a solution. Don't stress yourself, don't go crazy, you know? Mm. That's that's a big part of being a leader. Just knowing how to make the decisions and having the right mi- mindset to make them and not overstressing or Yeah. Do
1: you feel like things in your life have turned you into an alpha? Or have you always just had that in you?
0: I I kind of always been that way, but, you know, going through my health issues definitely made me a way stronger person because of, of that situation, I look at life way easier now because it is, you know, so yeah. it does make you You don't overcomplicate stronger. your life. Yes, it makes you stronger and more grateful.
2: Yeah, I mean, everything, who you are is your past experiences, in my opinion, because yeah. what else would you know? consciousness um and consciousness but yeah i think kind of to sum up what you said is a sense of emotional stability and being able to handle life so as it comes yeah as it comes and obviously that's really broad but yeah i think how to be an alpha means you can handle situations calmly confidently and uh decisively when the time comes being able to respond to situations not react to them yes so taking the time to you know analyze analyze yeah i and feel not like just for me emotionally react i feel
1: like for me like i really today i took the day to like just think about what we were gonna obviously talk about but i feel like for me it really it really it has been laid on my lap like i haven't i, I don't choose to be an alpha i feel like it just falls on my lap and lap that it's also my a personality trait of mine to take over you know um When I, when I mean what I mean by like, it's fallen in my lap, like I'm the older sister, you know what I mean? So I've had to take like, take initiative on, on doing so many things, you know, I guess. And just even in my friend group, you know, like even in my friend group, I'm the one that like leads everything, Mm. you know, my, my friends do not get together if, if I'm not there, you know, it just doesn't, to them, it just doesn't feel, feel right. And
2: and being a parent too.
1: Absolutely. Being a parent,
2: no matter who you are, if you're a successful parent, which means your kid is Okay then you're an alpha Happy in some sense.
1: Good. Happy and fed.
2: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, well, for me, I think I've definitely developed the alpha mindset where I'm, I'm calmer. And for me, it was, I've, I've emotionally reacted to too many things in my life. So for me, it was learning. I, I did it so many times to where I got fed up with myself and I was like, you cannot do this anymore. Like, you need to learn how to take the time and, and respond. And yoga is what taught it to me being becoming a yoga instructor like completely changed my life changed my mentality on everything and then one it made me want to dive into more philosophies and and more better better bettering yourself and self-development and uh even business you know endeavors so i think it's finding a sense of an alpha mindset is the way to become an alpha and you know that can look different for different people yeah but i think your experiences and and your you know, even past traumas, your past pains is what's going to do it for you, right? And becoming fed up with yourself, like ask yourself those hard questions. Are you okay? Are you, are you okay being complacent in this area of your life or, or whatever it is? So being able to be honest with yourself is alpha too and, yeah. and hold and hold promises to yourself. Like if you say you're going to do something and you didn't tell anyone about it and you didn't do it right, that is not being an alpha. That is not keeping your word to yourself, which you should respect.
1: Yeah. Yeah, definitely alpha being, alpha to me is a mindset, but it's it's also like like I guess taking over. Not taking over, but like bringing ener- the energy into into the room, you know? Bringing the energy into the room that that set, setting the tone for how you want things to go. And that's just how I try to live my life, you know? Setting the tone for how I want things to go or my day to go or even, you know, my life to go. So, I think that being an alpha has a bad stigma, but I feel like for me, it's, it's the complete opposite. It's, it's the best thing.
0: Yeah, I think what Tyler said, emotional stability, that's huge. And that's, I think, the main part of being a leader and an alpha. And you're right when you said your past experiences, your traumas, it all helps you. For example, if, if you look at a UFC fighter, female or male, the better they are, and the more alpha personality they have the better fighter they are because now they're more calm when they're fighting they've learned how to be that way because they have so much experience in the past now they know how to you know what move to to make they control the situation they control the situation and and i think that's how that's how it is in life so if if it's in your business or your personal life and things don't work out the way you were expecting them to work. And you have that mental st- stability. You're going to handle that. And I guarantee you, you're going to f- find a way to make it work. Or you're going to see that, like you said, that situation of, you know, Hamilton going to your house and telling you that you couldn't run your business. A weak minded person would have went into a depression. You found a space and grew your business two three times mm. you know so mm. that's what being an alpha is
2: absolutely totally thank you awesome
0: <laughs> so let's wrap it up guys this was an amazing podcast yes it thank was you, thank you guys yeah. for
1: about? inviting me it's a great conversation it always is with you guys but i appreciate you
2: well thank you we'll have you on again soon too.
1: yeah talk well, about some more fun stuff <laughs>
2: for sure we had a topic we wanted to dive into but we'll save it for another time
1: yeah absolutely yes. i love it
2: Awesome. All right. Thanks for joining in, and we will see you next time.